the wrestling podcast about nothing is brought to you by bda radio bda radio doesn't break news they break the news with their wild commentary regarding mma and wrestling head on over to bdaradio.com and check out all of the latest news on the ufc bellator wwe and much more they are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves bdaradio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to episode 25 of the BDA Radio exclusive edition of the wrestling podcast about nothing on BDARadio.com and the Podcast Radio Network. I am longtime pro wrestling referee Mike Crockett, and I'm joined, as always, by independent wrestling veteran, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. Hello. <sighs> wow. Oh, sorry, Mike. I had to wet my whistle there. Got a good swig in there, huh? That's nice. <laughs> How are you today? I, I'm well. Yourself? Better now. Yeah, you know, you're not parched. No, I feel good now. Well, that's good. That's good. We get a a, a big episode here today on BDARadio.com, Brian. Last time we did our favorite wrestling factions. And this time out, the winning topic on our poll, you can, uh, of course, participate in the poll at the WPAN. It usually goes up on Monday nights. So the winner of the poll is the worst wrestling factions i mean not exactly the opposite of what we did last week but i mean i guess pretty similar last week wasn't the best it was our favorite and this is the worst i guess it could be our least favorite as well if you really want to go in that direction sure all right so uh let's (laughs) let's get right into it you're very uh you're very excited we've got merv griffin time coming up that's where we get your thoughts and answer your questions plus a little bit later on one more villainous giggle We'll be immortalized in our Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. But yes, we discuss a different topic each week here on the podcast, voted on by our listeners and followers at the WPAN on Twitter. It is the worst wrestling factions. And our friend, our good friend, a listener of the podcast, Randall Keough, at Randall Keough on Twitter, he said, the three faces of fear from WCW. They were not even pushed. They never beat anybody. Of course, uh, <laughs> they kind of came together. It was Kevin Sullivan. It was The Butcher. Of course, one of the many gimmicks of Brutus Beefcake we've discussed before here on the podcast. And Avalanche, the former Earthquake. So they came together <laughs> to try to rid the world of Hulk Hogan and uh, did absolutely terribly. Yeah, Kevin Sullivan had a big problem with Hulk Hogan, didn't he? He sure did. I, I won't steal your thunder of what I'm sure is coming in a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think maybe Kevin Sullivan was upset that uh, Hogan came in with the red and yellow and he was trying to do the uh, red and yellow Taskmaster thing. Was that it? He was probably mad because he was the booker and Hogan came in with creative control. <laughs> and all of his cronies and pals, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yes, thank you, Randall, for your thoughts. We have, I mean, I have on my list a number of teams, but... Uh, 
we'll kind of lead up to our our number one picks for the worst wrestling faction. Uh, what's something else that made your list, Brian? What of your runner ups? Uh, one of my runner ups was definitely the Spirit Squad, Mike. Um, oh come on, they were fantastic. Oh my god, it was dreadful. It was absolutely dreadful. I thought it was awesome. Um, it's funny. I, I, I've known I've known Ken Doan as you have for quite some time um I, I believe he was my first ever pro wrestling feud but him and mike mondo are still doing it today but i i think it was it was awful and the end of it was, was pretty indicative of just how terrible I, I, actually there was a couple of instances of just of how terrible it was if i remember right they were the ones that got uh poop spilled on them well yes the, them and, and and shane mcmahon as well i think was yeah, recipient yeah of so the they poo-poo. got pooped. They got poop dumped on them, and then, uh, and then when they got when they lost and and uh, got eliminated from WWE television, uh, they got put in a box with a sticker. It's a ship back to OVW, or or maybe it just was Louisville, Kentucky. But I think it might have said actually said OVW on it. I thought it said OVW, but yeah. So that's. Uh, I, I think the Spirit Squad was terrible. <laughs> Not one of my favorites. I don't think those two things you brought up are indicative of... I, I thought overall it was... It could have been an absolute disaster. I thought it was a lot of fun. I loved their finish, which uh, you know was five guys. They would all grab a part of, of a guy on the mat and pick him up and slam him back down. I thought that was a great move for them. I thought... Uh, <laughs> yeah, because you never would have had to take in something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was I, I just really enjoyed it they, they i mean they didn't have a long run it was kind of like um eugene they brought him in they uh you know they really beat him to death and put him on everything put him over put him on on top they put him against dx for a long time and then it they just kind of you know, took them out back and shot them in the head, basically with as you mentioned with the uh, OVW thing, send them all away. But I thought it, overall it was—I don't know—it wouldn't be on my favorites list. I mean, it obviously wasn't last week on the podcast, but I don't think I'd put it as my worst wrestling factions, Brian. Well, lucky for you, this is my list and not yours. <laughs> <laughs> all right, if we're talking about factions, we have to go back to the period of time where it was all about factions in WWE, uh, like around 1996 or 97 or so, where all these groups popped up at the same time. Of course, it was the one of the originals in that time period anyway was the Nation of Domination and Crush was in there at one point, and then he left and formed his own stable, which was the Disciples of Apocalypse, Crush, <laughs> Chains, Skull, and Eight Ball, and not a decent worker among them. <laughs> I mean, uh, Brian, wow. Lee, Brian Lee was probably you know the closest that they came, but. Uh, just not great at all, and the you know the whole biker thing uh, didn't connect. And of course, they feuded with another uh, faction of the time, Los Bariquas, which was Savio Vega, uh, Jesus Castillo, Jose Estrada, and the hairy man Miguel Perez Jr. Well, Mike, let me ask you a question: the ha- the Harris brother has has there been has there been a duo that just been around so long and never once got over <laughs> got chance after chance after chance i mean yeah it's like I mean, their I mean, run in professional wrestling was from the early 90s until like a couple years ago in tna it's that whole thing if you have size 
you'll get as many opportunities as they can. I mean, these guys, yeah, they're they're six foot six, six foot seven twins. So of course they're gonna get, but yeah, they got opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, and <laughs> for, never for freaking twenty plus years. Yeah, and never, re- yeah, never really connected at all. All right, what about creative control in WCW, Brian? Was that a good one? Ugh. You don't even remember, you don't even remember <laughs> do you? <laughs> I, I actually don't. Were they, was it was were they with Jeff Jarrett? Yeah, oh, that I don't know. See now you're a. Uh, now you're testing me. I know the creative control name, and I know those two guys were a part of it, and it was a whole – it was a Vince Russo. It sounds like, I'm saying, it sounds like a Vince Russo idea. Yes, it certainly was. But uh, back to the Disciples of Apocalypse and Los Bariquas. These two stables feuded for quite a while, and no one, I don't think, cared about any of these guys at all. <laughs> um as I said, the gang warfare that was going on at the time, there were so many groups, and then there were groups that actually people did end up caring about, like the Heart Foundation and DX, but these two... Yeah, you look back at that run, man, there's, there's some uncomfortability there. Like, you had the Hispanic group, and then you had, like, the, the bikers, and then you had... Uh, the, yeah, the bi- uh, bikers with questionable tattoos. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then the... You know, like Black Pantherish sort of group, which is what the Nation Domination was modeled after. It was like, I, I really think, and I, I don't, I mean, I, I think it's safe to assume that WWE was literally trying to create like a race war on their on their program. Yeah, do you remember the angle with NOD and DX? I don't know. Where there was, I, I, I mean, I, I wish you did because because maybe you could help me with this. But it was something to do with. Uh, uh, at the NOD's locker room was spray painted with uh, questionable, you know, not blatantly racist graffiti, but uh, the graffiti that was, yeah, that was in that vein. Were you talking about like the rock version of like the Nation Domination? Because I mean, there's was, there's was the famous promo with DX where the Road Dog and X Pac uh, were in blackface. Yes, yeah, that was. Even at that point, how does this stuff make it past the censors? I mean. And it was replayed time after time. I'm I'm pretty damn sure it wouldn't be replayed anymore. But uh, no, yeah, no. they played that a lot <laughs> back in the day. Okay, let's let's move on from all this uh, this gang warfare. What do you got? Uh, what else do you got on your on your short list here for worst wrestling factions? Should I steal your thunder, Mike? Just go for it. Yeah. No, I won't do that to you. Uh, one of the ones I, I I came up with was actually a, a fairly recent group, Mike. You wouldn't know because you you don't watch professional wrestling anymore, <laughs> and you have you haven't for the last ten years. Check probably. out this past Monday. Check out this Monday's <laughs> NAI Network episode for more on that. But uh, the social outcast. It's it's actually something I thought that had potential, but it just it didn't go anywhere, uh, and then ultimately. Adam Rose was fired, and that was kind of the end of it. Uh, it, was, it was Adam Rose, Curtis Axel, Heath Slater, and Bo Dallas. Yeah, there's really not much to say. I can't think of one highlight for well, that no, run. No, I mean, they're, they're, the first couple promos were, were were fairly good. Like I thought, that, I thought it was here. It was pretty intriguing that you had these four kind of guys that have been forgotten about, and I, I don't know. I think it could have been. I think it could have been something, but it it, it literally was nothing. Yeah, I guess we better just move on because there really is not much to say about this team. <laughs> no, there's not one truly memorable moment whatsoever. 
None, none whatsoever. Yes, none at all. If you come up with a, a highlight for the social outcasts, let us know at the WPAN on Twitter because <laughs> we are at a loss. Um, you mentioned the Road Dog a couple minutes ago. Let me just bring this one up. It's a TNA one that uh, we have a, a not a really a connection to, but a modified connection to uh, Kingpin. What about Road Dog, known as BG James in TNA, and Billy Gunn, known as Kip James in TNA? When they were the Voodoo Kin Mafia. Well, you're, for, you're forgetting a member. Yes, that's, that's, that's what I was getting at. Uh, well, <laughs> she came a little bit later. But, of course, the Voodoo Kin Mafia. Do you mean VKM? Yes, get it? It is the initials of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Very clever. So, yes, and uh, as you were alluding to, the third member, Brian, of course. Roxy Laveau. Yes. Nikki Rocks from the New England Independence went to TNA and uh, became a member of the Voodoo Kin Mafia. I mean, it's, it was great for her to uh, get national exposure, but in this uh, this strangely named group, which really didn't have a connection to Voodoo, from from what I understand, until until Roxy was a Voodoo queen. But uh, I guess she kind of brought it all together. She completed the package. But before that, they were just the Voodoo Kin Mafia in name alone. So, yeah. And only because it spelled out the initials uh, VKM. So, wasn't that cool? <laughs> Get any more, Kingpin? <laughs> you know, this one's straight. This is what this is especially for uh, for Mike Mills. Uh, mm. <laughs> Here we you go. remember Mike this is like early 90s stuff there was an NWA faction in the WWF well no it wasn't a faction Brian it was a different company they were invading no, it was a faction did they not work <laughs> together like at different times yeah it was yeah the when the NWA it was uh, I think it all started with Jim Cornette he was doing these promos he was putting down uh, what was going on with the Attitude Era and all this stuff, and then it just evolved into, I'm going to do something about it, and he brought back the NWA. <laughs> Proof that Jim Cornette has not liked anything since 1989. <laughs> <Professional> <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, it was, it was, it was what, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, I think Dan Severn was part of it. Uh, I think Dan Severn might have been like the NWA World Heavyweight Champion at the time. Yes, and they gave Jeff Jarrett the NWA North American Championship. The, the Rock and Roll Express. Yes, they even brought back Tommy Young, the referee from the uh, Jim Crockett days. <laughs> and then do you remember their names, Mike? What's that? The new, the new Midnight Express. Was that Bombastic Bob and Bodacious Bart, or was it the yeah, other way you around? you got it, buddy. Okay. <laughs> I mean, personally, my favorite uh, incarnation of the Midnight Express. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> <laughs> For somebody who doesn't know anything about the South, right, Mike Mills? <laughs> Hey, more people probably saw them wrestle than saw them oh, in the no. real Midnight's wrestle. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm getting to it right here, Brian. The worst team with the best music. Worst can, team? Can you guess? Music. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone come see the greatest show. Gather oh, up geez. all juggalos and row. Come on. The oddities. <laughs> The Jackal. See now, this is my like. I don't think they were that bad. The oddities. Giant Silva, Kurgan, Golga, who was uh, the aforementioned Avalanche, aka Earthquake. 
uh, Princess Luna. You had the ICP in there. At, you know, Mike, they sang the on. song, of course. Tell me when this was around. You wouldn't have liked to have, uh, you know, spent the spent the night with Luna Vachon. <laughs> come on. Oh, come on. She she uh, did look very nice in her prom dresses. I'll give you that much. And George Steele at one point was there, and Sable was a part of the oddities at one point. Yes, she was. I try to fight. I mean, the I guess the odd thing about here is the oddly shaped breasts. Is that the was that the thing about Sable? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe if, 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 if you listen to Don Callis, it would have been the the biggest thing in the world had they kept him around for it. Right, right, right. But uh, yeah, he that was his brainchild. The actually the parade of human oddities at the beginning. And we had a promo about nothing quite a while back on the uh, on the Monday podcast with uh, the Jackal and some members of the Howard Stern show, the original members of the Oddities. And that was uh, that was something. That was uh, <laughs> one of the most terrible moments in the Attitude Era. And uh, if you go listen to Brian Fury, there were quite a few. So if uh, if you're able to find a, a notable terrible moment in the Attitude Era, then that's something. So, yes, that was one of them. The Oddities, Brian. Uh, you got anything else before we get to our number ones? Yeah, I got one more that, that okay. I want to mention here, and that that's the Misfits in Action. Oh. Alright, let's listen Let's listen to these names, okay? Uh, okay, let me get my laughing hat on. <laughs> you got... And see, and see if you... Mike, what I want, I'm, I'm going to say the name, then I want you to tell us who, who it really is. Okay. You got G.I. Bro... That's the one and only Booker T. Thank you. Lieutenant Loco. Uh, that's um, Chavo? It was. Corporal Cajun. Uh, the guy with the uh, the L's on his uh, sideburns. Lash uh, LaRue. Yes, Lash LaRue. Major Stash. Um, Van Hammer. Yes. Sergeant AWOL. I don't. I've never heard of that one. The wall, and here, here okay. it is, Mike. Get ready. Do you got your laughing hat on? I, I, I do. It. It's it's strapped in tight. Are you feeling it's all silly? tied up? Yes. All right, General Hugh G. Rection. <laughs> Mike, do you, do you find that humorous? <laughs> I find that humorous. Yes, I do. It's no that laughing is, matter. Yes, and a. Uh, 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 a note on this, Major Stash, I remember back in the day in the newsletters, there was some controversy because Van Hammer refused to use the original name they gave for him, which was Private Stash, because that wasn't a high enough, uh, high enough rank. <laughs> Not getting that the, the joke is Private Stash, so he became Major Stash. <laughs> Can you believe? Mike, we don't talk about rumor and innuendo on this podcast. Oh, we 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 don't. We don't. <laughs> we should have a T-shirt. Um, yes. <laughs> but yeah, the misfits in action. That's that was. I don't know. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me get one more out before we get to our number one picks. Let's go back to the jackal again. The Truth Commission. <laughs> Actually, the jackal didn't come in until later. It was originally the commandant was the leader and there was recon there was sniper there was tank and there was the interrogator the interrogator was kurgan who would go on to of course be in the oddities and all that stuff <laughs> the most successful member of the uh of the truth commission yeah the and they were all like i guess south african um military men 
I don't really sure <laughs> know what that's all about. But, this is uh, another one where it's like, name me a memorable Truth Commission moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing. Until the Jackal came around. And the ja- of course, the Jackal started, and you know they're all military men with their hair cropped close, and he comes out with you know long hair. It's like, what? what's going on here? But uh, okay, I'll go first, Brian. <laughs> You're worried I'm going to take your... Uh... Yes. I'm not going to take yours, don't worry. All right, you know what it is, Brian. I know where you're going. <laughs> okay, it is the the group that kind of came from the three faces of fear. Uh, once Hulk Hogan made his presence known, three just wasn't enough. Three became dozens as uh, Kevin Sullivan and... King Curtis Iakea really uh, formed this group, brought them all together. We've done promos about nothing on them. We've done heel laugh Hall of Fame segments. It was the Dungeon of Doom. Of course, cast of thousands, as I mentioned, and none of them could take down the immortal Hulk Hogan. You had uh, the Shark. You had Kamala. There's Hugh Morris, the later Hugh Direction. Um, The way you say that, it sounds dirty. I I don't understand. Oh, my goodness. Um, Who else? You had the Zodiac. Uh, Countless others. Countless others. Oh, yes. The Giant. That's where he first made his presence known. The later, the big show. But the Dungeon of Doom, the silly, silly, hokey vignettes to introduce them the father father (laughs) father let me tell you father and (laughs) just boston accent (laughs) they were just completely neutered from day one had no pop no zip no nothing they just one by one were mowed down by the hulkster weren't they part of like a larger faction with like the four horsemen and like maybe some some other group of like the coalition to eliminate Hulk Hogan. I think they yeah they all came together for that three cage. And it was like match. Co- that was that's what the, like that was the name of it though it wasn't like the coalition to like that that I don't remember I don't remember but I remember the three cage match with they where they had to bring in Zeus because <laughs> why wouldn't you Zeus they didn't bring in Zeus oh cute. sorry Z Gangsta <laughs> thank you. We have to do a Tarzan hates wrestling with that triple cage match. Well, we got to do so many of those Tarzan uh, hates wrestlings if we can get a hold of them. I, I've actually watched watched that cage match with Tarzan before, and it's it's something <laughs> special. It's glorious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's get to your number one pick, Brian. Let us all know what is your pick for worst wrestling faction. This is going to come as a bit of a shock. Uh-oh. The, the the worst faction of all time. You knock me on my ass here with this one? Maybe. Okay. Also happened to be my favorite faction of all time. What? And that's the NWO. But hear me out on this. Wait, right? you just said the NWO was your favorite last week. They were. They are. They were. But just, just hear me out on this, though. Because what I'm kind of honing in on are the later years of the NWO where it was just completely watered down. And, I mean, it, it originally the NWO was supposed to be this, this who's who, and it became of who the hell is this guy? Um, 
I, I mean, just some of the names here, Mike. Let me throw some of the random the random names uh, at you here. Horace Hogan. That's not random. Well, uh, Stevie Ray. Mm-hmm. Barry Windham. He was in the NWO? He was. He was part of the NWO B team. Wait, he was in the NWO and the NWA. There you go. Amazing. Two great factions. The Disco Inferno. Well, he, wasn't he like saying he was in the NWO, but he really wasn't? Was that the deal with him? I don't, I don't know. It's, he's listed as an official member of the NWO. David Flair. He was? Yeah. Vincent. Mike Jones, you mean? Curly Bill? Jeff Jarrett. Yes, he was in the uh, when they brought the band back together. Yes. Bret Hart. Okay, yes. Mark Johnson, a referee. Yeah, what what about uh, Nick Patrick? Nick Patrick. You got to let me get there, buddy. Okay, the original NWO referee. And... Maybe maybe the, the, the key component of any terrible faction. The crown jewel. Yes. The Harris brothers. Ron <laughs> and Don Harris. <laughs> so, Mike, as you can see, the early versions of the NWO, every reason in the world to be my favorite, but what it became, uh, I think, is every reason why it can also be considered the worst faction in pro wrestling history. Yeah, it w- it went on a, a little bit too long. The uh, new, new new world order. But I, I, <laughs> Mike, I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure we were members of the new world order, and we <laughs> and we just didn't, didn't realize it. <laughs> we were druids, and we were members of the NWO. I, you know, it, it's funny how many guys could probably just get themselves booked as a, as a former member of the NWO. I remember when I first started doing, you know, the independence. That that was Virgil's gig on the on the Indies. He would. He would wrestle in his NWO gear. He'd wrestle in an NWO t-shirt. He's still on the circuit today. I don't know if he's getting paid. But, Making that uh, fuck money. Yes. One eight by ten at a time. One eight by ten <laughs> at a time. Uh, all right. So that, those are our picks. The worst wrestling factions. What do you think out there? Let us know. At the WPAN on Twitter. Facebook.com slash the WPAN. Let us know and you'll be a part of a future edition of Merv Griffin time. It's that point in the show, Brian, named for your favorite episode of our favorite show, Seinfeld. And we're doing voicemails, first of all, over on the NAI Network edition of the podcast. Get yours in now. We'll play it this Monday, 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. That's if you want to get a voicemail in on Monday. But here, if you want to participate on Merv Griffin time, use our hashtag on Twitter, hashtag WPAN. First up, James Malonis. What? At double J underscore Malonis. I got to start filtering these. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he says, talking about last week's podcast, the favorite wrestling factions. How did you forget about the Ministry of Darkness or the Corporation? I simply said I didn't. They stink. <laughs> 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 what about the corporate ministry, though? Yeah, I mean, that's we're getting into NWO black and white territory. <laughs> it was me, Austin. <laughs> yeah, there's just so much going on. There's just way too much. I didn't like any of this. Did you? Did it make my list? No, it did not. Uh, so there you go, Playboy. There you go. Uh, the audio boss, Matt McCool from the NAI Network, the pipe bomb with McCool and Company. He is at McCool NAI. He says, my wrestling childhood and the greatest faction of all time, 
Evolution is a mystery. That's amazing. That was his childhood. <laughs> you were in your 30s. <laughs> That's real, right? Like you were probably fighting. a shoot, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that's a shoot, brother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's McCool's favorite. And Rip Van Waffles. He is at Nasty Moose on Twitter. All right. He said one of his favorites is one of the ones I listed as one of the uh, worst, Los Bariquas. So, huh. To each their own, I guess. To each their own. What's wrong uh, with that? <laughs> Tony S. At referee Tony S., of course, from Checking the Boots Wrestling Podcast, him and Chip K. Fabe. You can find them wherever you get your podcast. They're doing it every Sunday now with the history of professional wrestling. And he says, for me, the triple threat in the original ECW. Uh, of course, there, I think there are a couple of different triple threats. The one I'm most familiar with is Shane Douglas, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Chris Candido. I'm not sure if that's the one he's talking about, but... Uh, yeah, he says the triple threat. I didn't really consider many. Did we talk about any ECW ones last week? No, not really. I mean, but then none of them would have fallen into my favorites. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I would assume none fall into yours considering uh, the, the beatdown you laid on the legacy of ECW uh, a couple months back. <laughs> net negative impact, right? The net negative, yeah. So you can <laughs> you can take a listen to that one. I think it might be actually already be on the archives, the NAI Network archives right here on the feed. Big Dog, at Big Dog Racing on Twitter, he says, what about the faction of the oddities? No, seriously. I like the Nation of Domination as well as the Four Horsemen. Yeah, we've talked about all those. We talked about the oddities, obviously, today, and we talked about the NOD and the Horsemen mean, last week. You mean week. the Hossman? Yes, the, the Hossman, the very hot... <laughs> and Randall Keough at Randall Keough on Twitter he says Brian Malonis' fourth favorite faction was himself Mark Sherman and Scotty Slade as team friendship is that true? Uh, no it is not true <laughs> I tried blocking that out that would be six or seven you didn't get a t-shirt out of it though I did and I burned it <laughs> yes you did it's in a promo yeah I think you were there that day for that. Yes, I was. I was. And there were some hard feelings there, I guess, after that thing dissolved. The t-shirt, I mean, dissolved. But uh, all right. And moving on to this past Monday, Brian, we talked about alternatives to the time suck that is WWE. So much time you have to put in if you want to keep up with uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. We said there are more economical options out there tk at t hog 94 says everyone needs a different wrestling outlet progress wrestling in the uk ring of honor new japan are my go-to promotions we didn't mention pro- progress but we did mention ring of honor and new japan i don't know mike you you were uh, expounding upon how much free time you had and, and taunting me about it I, I find it hard to believe that you don't have the time to keep up with wwe when i say I have so much free time on your podcast forum group whatever it is well I, i'm listening to some podcasts yeah during the work day you were, you, but you were you were taunting me about i said i said it must be nice to have that sort of free time and you, and you said jealous so that means to me you, you confirmed that you do have lots of free time so why can't you keep up with the current product i have free time with my ears i'm listening to oh, things while i'm boy. doing other things you can do that brian oh, you can multitask boy. in my world i don't know about your world and you mentioned the facebook group for all pro wrestling podcasts, there wasn't really a Facebook group just centered on professional wrestling podcasts. So I called it 
Putting Over Podcasts. You can look that up, do a search on Facebook, and ask to join. I will, of course, approve you, and then you can be a part of our little community we're building there, talking about not this podcast in particular, but all pro wrestling podcasts, sharing our views and all that other stuff. So please go check out Putting Over Podcasts. Go sign up. Do, I, do I get a say in, in the approval? Uh, well, I could make you an admin, perhaps. <laughs> we'll see how the rest of this episode goes. No, I don't have any free time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're, you don't, do you? Um, Steven, you're talking about uh, all this free time I have, and but I don't have the WWE Network, as I revealed this past Monday. <laughs> and he says that we should all band together today, skip lunch, so Mike can get his network subscription back. Why? So he can not watch it? Oh, Brian... How often do you watch the network? Uh, I would say... Once a month, right? No, I I watch more old stuff than I do even current pay-per-views, I'd say. I'm very much into the uh, listening to the Pritchard or Shivani podcast and going back and skimming those pay-per-views on a weekly basis. Well, sounds like you got a lot of free time in your hands, buddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, John Morse. At J-O-N-S-U-P-R-M-N, my best friend, says, Great new episode with at Mike504Saints. Of course, booking the territories, Mike Mills. He says, Thank God for DVR and fast-forward buttons. I'm, I think, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's talking about watching WWE, not uh, fast-forwarding through our show. I think. And he also <laughs> asks, Brian, did I miss a Spider-Man movie recap? And there was a Spider-Man movie recap, Brian. You talked about how you didn't think I was going to show up to watch the Spider-Man movie with you. We, there was a little controversy before with the Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2 that I didn't go and see with you, as I've seen a lot of Marvel movies with you. And? And, and we, you did a poll, actually. You said... No, uh, and Doctor Strange. Okay. And Doctor Strange. But uh, you did a poll on Twitter asking if I will show up to watch the movie. And 85% of your public said, no, I would not be there. Which but is the Kingpin, only reason you showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. We watched the movie. It was a lovely film. Very fun. Go out and see Spider-Man Homecoming. But uh, yes, Kingpin, I was there. I was there. I've already seen it twice. I get to see it again, I think. You going to go to IMAX? Uh, that I don't know. Uh, probably not. The missus uh, is not big on the IMAX. Oh, boy. <laughs> so that's that, Kingpin. So uh, find something else to bitch about. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. <laughs> and if you want to bitch at us, you can tweet at us. Use the hashtag WPAN on Twitter, at the WPAN. Thanks to everyone who's a part of Murder of Given Time this week. And we look forward to talking to you on Twitter. And we'll bring you the best of it next week on the wrestling podcast about nothing on BDARadio.com. We talked about Mike Mills appearing this past Monday on the NAI Network. Find his two podcasts on the Book in the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast feed. Sunday, it's the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Recap Show. Thursday, their flagship show where they spend a lot of time on NWA, the old World Championship Wrestling Saturday Night 605 show. That is all on the Book in the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast feed. MikeMills.Podbean.com is their hub, but you can find them anywhere you get your podcasts. 
and the Rundown Wrestling Podcast with Jason and Adam. It was Jason's birthday on Wednesday. Happy birthday to Jason. He's uh, done some great interviews there with the Kingpin, with Demon Ortiz, among others. Find those Rundown sit-downs on the Rundown Wrestling Podcast feed and also hear them talk Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-views on Thursday nights on that very same feed. All right. On this BDA bonus podcast, we have made the effort to establish a very unique, very exclusive Hall of Fame. Now, in life, as in wrestling, the number one way to tell people that you're up to no good is through laughter. I sit here and I think back to the immortal words of one Tarzan Taylor. He said to me, he said, Mike, all it takes is that one over-exaggerated guffaw to let everyone know you're pure evil. So with that said, I am humbly submitting this week's inductee to the wrestling podcast about nothing's Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. We are with the brand new World Wrestling Federation champion Yokozuna, his manager, Mr. Fuji. In recent interviews, you stated you would celebrate your victory here in America. Sure. On America's birthday, the 4th mm-hmm. of July, at a suitable historic landmark. Yes. And uh, just exactly where is that landmark? The Big Apple, New York City, New York. Well, there are a number of landmarks in New York City. Precisely where? We're playing fly and land. Kennedy Airport, LaGuardia? No, 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 no. Playing fly and land immediately. And then a ship. Interpreter? You've got to be kidding me. Not the USS Intrepid, the aircraft carrier anchored in New York Harbor? Yes, Why? yes, yes. Why? Why? Simple. We want to challenge all professional U.S. athletes. To pick up my 505 pound Yokozuna and slam them! But why, Mr. Fuji? Why? Simple. We want all Americans to make big fool of themselves. <laughs> there is going to be some red blooded American that is waiting and willing to challenge the most devious cackle in all of professional wrestling history, Brian. He really got that one out there at the end. You're waiting for it. You spent the entire minute waiting for it, and he didn't disappoint, did he? He did not. Mr. Fuji, this week's inductee into the Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. What a what a cackle. What a cackle. Yes, I think a uh, fantastic laugh and a fantastic manager. I remember, Mike, uh, back with my LJN figure, I colored Mr. Fuji's face with a pen because he started painting his face when he managed demolition. Yes, he, he certainly did. But uh, after that, he went on to manage Yokozuna, who is... At this point, we're listening to this, the WWF champion. And what happened on the Intrepid that day, Brian? The Yokozuna got body slammed by the narcissist himself, Lex Luger. <laughs> it was a hip toss, Brian. It was a hip toss. <laughs> and uh, yes, Mr. Fuji, Mr. Fuji. Uh, he was a, a big piece of the puzzle well, until Jim Cornette came around anyway. But he was a big piece of the puzzle. He was the most devious man in WWF history. And he was conspicuous by his absence in the Heel Laugh Hall of Fame until now. And now he is a Heel Laugh Hall of Famer. So you can check out him in all his glory. Just find the link to the video in the description of this episode. Or go to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing page on BDARadio.com. All right, Brian, you're packing your bags, about to hit those highways and those byways this weekend, doing that pro wrestling gimmick. One more time, where are you headed this weekend? 
Friday night, Mike, I'm heading to Woburn for Chaotic Wrestling. Check out chaoticwrestling.com for your ticket and card information. And then Saturday night, your old stomping grounds, Western Massachusetts, maximum capacity in Chicopee for Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling. Find Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling on uh, all social media platforms for more details and ticket information. Hit up a frat party at a UMass afterwards. What do you say? <laughs> I think I'm a little past that, buddy. No? Okay. Hey, right. hey, Mike, uh, this is something very rare, at least for, for us. We got, we got some breaking pro wrestling news. What's that? What's going on here? I know you don't watch the product anymore, but... Well, I, I'm, I'm not watching my phone like you are, apparently, through this episode. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Yes? Former Ring of Honor world champion Kyle O'Reilly has made his NXT debut. Wow. All right. How about that? Breaking pro wrestling news right here. Live. Well, we're not going to be live in the morning, <laughs> but but we're going to be the first podcast to talk about it, Mike. Kyle O'Reilly and NXT. What do you think? Of course, he follows uh, Bobby Fish, who was there at the last set of TV tapings. And I guess they could reform their tag team, Red Dragon. And I know, Brian, you said you didn't think you'd see Kyle O'Reilly in NXT. Yeah, well, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> you did wrong, big man. <laughs> that that uh, makes me happy. And I think the best place for them would be as a part of a tag team in NXT. We'll see if that happens. I, of course, you know you lost the tag team of DIY. Maybe they could fill that role. Who knows? We'll see what's happening with uh, Kyle O'Reilly in NXT. That's. Yeah, uh, I think the last. I think the last couple of weeks here with Fish and then O'Reilly. I think uh, you're starting to see some movement here. I think on. Uh, some talents that maybe moved on that you're wondering where they were. So uh, moved on for Ring of Honor and kind of were in limbo there for a little bit. But clearly something's happening. Yeah, I mentioned this on Monday. There's It seems like uh, it's going to be very interesting as we get a little deeper in the summer into the fall here with NXT. So I'm going to have to definitely get that subscription up and running again, Brian, with what's going on here in NXT. <laughs> uh, all right. For more on the wrestling podcast about nothing and to check out BDA Radio's MMA podcast, A Man Walks Into an Armbar with Chad Alden and Paul St. Eamon Jr., head on over to your home for MMA and wrestling talk, BDARadio.com. All right, we'll be back next Monday with episode 65 of the wrestling podcast about nothing on the New Age Insiders Network. You can find that. Just search WPAN on any podcast platform. You can find both of our feeds. Make sure you're subscribed up. Then catch us back here for the next edition of the WPAN on BDARadio.com and the podcast radio network. Until then, he is the kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks... For nothing. <laughs>